my wife is a fan of the uh, that process. Uh, that's probably not a, an unofficial theme song, but kind of how to start a podcast. So, um, or at least whatever this is. Again, still haven't been able to uh, describe it or categorize it. I would say I need to probably do that. Maybe that'll be one of those birthday slash New Year's goals. Odd that my birthday is like a month before almost the end of the month, or I mean end of the year. Um, so yeah. Uh, no, I'm not just waking up. I've been up for a while, but I am starting my shift. I've been working more hours than, than normal. Uh, usually I average about 20. I'm averaging about 35, I think. Uh, a week for the last few weeks, um, just the season. And um, shout out to my stepson. I know he's not going to hear this, Caleb, for uh, celebrating his birthday. We celebrated his birthday last Wednesday. Turned 17. Um, yeah, I marvel at that kid. And I'm just beyond honored humbled and happy that um, he did in many ways welcome me into the family and accepted me to join and be part of this family so I'll always um, have a measure of respect for him and whatnot uh, but yeah celebrated 17 man hate to like think, man, what, how life would be if I were 17 now, um, there I am rambling, still doing the rambles, so, uh, let's do, like, kind of a mental check-in, I got a couple of minutes before I hit my first destination of the day, um, I don't know, I'm still anxious, I still have some stress, I, I feel like I'm getting some stress headaches, um, more often than not, and, um, that kind of messes with me, the anxiety messes with me, it comes out of nowhere, I don't really know what really triggers it, I could say, well, it might be stress-induced, I think of finances, or, or anything, you know, even, that time's not performing, I think, oh, man, um, I do find that I'm a little more sensitive to external um, voices in the sense of you know, I'm a little more hypersensitive to what people think, uh, which is, a, I don't want to say new thing. Uh, I think you, you know, as a performer or someone in the industry, you, you do want the acceptance of people and you do, in some respects, care what they think. but. Generally, unless they're around me often, I I don't find myself really giving a lot of energy to it, except for lately. I, um, and I, I know it in part it's, well, I don't have really an outlet, or I feel like I don't have an outlet, or, you know, the outlets are few and far between. Uh, but I know one of the outlets used to be working out. 
we're at least doing yoga, like at least doing something active. And the fact that, well, aside from the deliveries that I do, I'm not as active. Oh man, I just looked at the map uh, on my GPS and my destination is 666 feet away. If I was a superstitious person, I would, you know, not have been stuck in 666 and it's still stuck there. I'm gonna miss the turn because of it. No, I found the turn. All right. So, uh, typically how it goes is that I don't eat before my shifts. <laughs> Usually I just don't eat throughout the day unless I'm doing, being super active, like if I was working out or something like that. Usually I just don't feel hungry. Um, what I'll do is after my first delivery or second delivery, just depending on how it's going, I will um, take a break. You know, just a little bit break, get, get, you know, get some food just to kind of, uh, just so that, you know, my energy is good and my, I'm not getting hangry or something like that too quickly. Because uh, uh, unfortunately, by the time I'm starting to, to do my shift, I am um, feeling like, oh, I should have eaten something. And it usually doesn't really hit me until right around, you know, probably the first whiff of food or something like that. That's probably, it doesn't help. Um, so it's either because uh, I've gotten a good tip in those first one or two deliveries and like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm really ahead of the game. Or in this instance, my first delivery, the person decided not to tip. Um, now like base pay, we have peak pay, you know, like we get a little bit extra. Um, that at times can cover at least the mileage. If you're, if you're trying to calculate like a dollar a mile. But uh, we live in a, a new world where it's almost $3 per gallon. So, uh, irregardless of the reasoning behind it, it's just like gas is more expensive. So my mileage should be more um, valuable. And I get people have uh, reasons why they don't tip. You know, I, I get it. Money can be tight. You just have this firm belief that tipping isn't... Uh, you know, it's it's a privilege, or you only do it in certain situations. Uh, but it can definitely, like for me, it can definitely impact my level of enjoyment of the experience of dashing. Right? Not that it's supposed to be some fun job, but I try to make it fun. You know, hey, I'm in my car, I'm doing deliveries. Not a big deal. Again, I could go into this mindset of like I'm delivering, you know, uh, secret packages and whatnot, and they're important important things. But still, when you don't get a tip for, for your work, it really can impact you. I mean, even if it's, <laughs> even if it's a keep the change type of tip, like they just want to round up and that's what you're getting. Uh, I think it wouldn't impact me nearly as much if I wasn't a tipper in my, you know, throughout, um, you know, good service, bad service, DoorDash people, I tend to tip because I have this, uh, you know, I DoorDash, you know, I'm a dasher, so I know what people go through and how often it occurs where a customer doesn't tip you. Uh, there's a lot of discrepancies in stuff. So one of them is that rating a dash for the, you know, for the dasher doesn't occur until, you know, between placing the food, um, and 
marking it complete. Like it's the last step before you can mark it complete. You can actually rate it at that point. But the problem is that you can't tell what type of tip or the full, you don't get the full experience. You're not fully ready to rate, but that's when they want you to rate. Nor do they want you to discuss low base pay <laughs> or um, anything to do with pay. Like they've eliminated that stuff from if you accept it, you know, if you decline an order, it used to have like low base pay used to be an option. It's no longer an option. Um, and trying to gather any kind of information from support has proven um, fruitless. You know, not there's just not a lot of information coming to the dashers. Uh, so I've ran it long enough about it, but again, started my day and I was like, oh, man, and I'm already in this mental state of anxiety and whatnot. And like, do I really want to even be around people or see people or, um, you know, be the only masked person in, in the bunch because of the policies in place, I think still by DoorDash. Um, and no, this is not going to become like this unofficial DoorDash confessional, although probably throughout if my mental state is impacted by it, then by all means, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I turned 47 and I'm not ready to discuss that yet. So, uh, I will discuss it. Um, you know what? I'll discuss it a little bit later. I want to talk about a couple of things going on. Um, but yes, I need to get back into training and I've had discussions with myself, internal dialogue, and probably discussions with my wife about, like, I really need to uh, kick this in, and with my sleep pattern being as disrupted as it is, it would be good to uh, have some foundation, and maybe yoga at least could start the foundation. Last thing I'll say about dashing, like, <clears throat> I get why some people don't tip, but you really should tip. If a person is going out of their way, and yes, part of the job is going out of your way, but if we're the ones doing it, just compensate us. Don't don't expect that the company's going to compensate us because to be honest, there are times where they don't. They don't compensate us as well as probably they should. At times it works out, you know, I still average, you know, 20, 25 an hour, but it still leaves a lot to be desired. I was the guest on another, I don't want to call it podcast, uh, it was for the Offshoots TV group, uh, Trey Mack was the host, Michael McCurdy, I believe, and uh, I want to say this guy, Thomas, or Tommy the Wheels, I believe, I didn't know him, and Michael, I've uh, had some interaction with, Trey, I've known him for a while, he used to be my producer when I did the Lucha Lounge podcast, but I hadn't really spoken to him in a while. And I think I had commented on a few guys that were going into his Hall of Fame, and he's going to present them with awards and whatnot. And he reached out and asked me if I would, would, wouldn't mind being on his, you know, they kind of do a live edition uh, of what used to be, you know, he used to have a podcast network, this is more live, and then it's on Facebook, and I'm not sure where else it goes. Um... And I agreed, you know, I hadn't talked to Trey in a while, it would have been nice, and I felt, wow, that's kind of another step is feeling welcomed back into the fold, so to speak, you know, with these kind of outliers within the wrestling community or those within it that do 
you know, podcast stuff. Um, it was over like a streaming, you know, uh, group situation and actually had the, I guess at the time, or probably still is, the MPX champion, uh, this guy Casey Clay, who has been about a year and a half in. And I, unbeknownst to me, they, I guess, wanted me to give him some advice and, you know, we could talk a little shop, which I, which I was thankful for, you know, it's always great to reach out to a young talent and new talent. And, you know, I, I was comparing it to when I was about a year and a half in and kind of try to stress to him the importance of, you know, being the man in many ways or being, you know, the, the, the leader uh, while being champion and and taking it upon yourself to to be you know the standard bearer of the company, but to also enjoy it. Don't let it don't let the weight of it be too much because uh, it can be kind of deal. And so it was a decent conversation. And then you know we talked a little bit more, and um, GSL was brought up, and you know would I be interested in a reunion? And answer it. Uh, I kind of give. I give as clear of an answer, I think, as humanly possible. Um, and then we talked a little bit about comparing AEW WWE. So all in all, you know, we didn't really discuss much else um, and didn't bring up anything, which I appreciated. Um, but that is also the second appearance that I've had that has been a secretive, like I'm a special guest, but we don't announce my appearance ahead of time. Um, you know, the cheap pops thing, it came after the fact where they tagged me and stuff, but this one, they, I don't think tagged me at all and just said, you know, um, offshoots original or something to that effect. And I get that that's probably going to be the name of the game if I am to come back. It's, they're all going to be probably surprise appearances, at least early on. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be, you know, whether I debut somewhere, you know, potentially that were to happen. Like, I can see kind of the trend continuing where I'm kind of the secret until the unveiling, so to speak. Um, and in part, I'm extremely thankful for the opportunity and getting to, to, to talk to anyone and being given their platform and, you know, what, whatever have you. I do enjoy that, those elements, but there is a part of me that feels a certain kind of way, like, and almost wanting to get upset with myself about being and my feelings about the fact that, oh, you know, on the one hand, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of invited back, welcomed back, you know, it goes well, uh, I shed some light, I give my opinion, it, it, sound, it seems like a good time, but it also has to be done in secret until the, the content is released, and at least in that instance, you know, I'm still apprehensive to share things, um, <clears throat> be, you know, and that might be part of me, and this one, it just felt kind of weird, because I don't know if, like, sharing it after the fact would, would mean anything, uh, you know, I don't know if it really would, uh, does it impact their numbers, I know, uh, Cheap Pops Radio did, you know, some, some increased viewership, um, 
But again, it wasn't like I was a noun store. So it's not like I can go, well, because I was announced, um, you know, I was able to uh, generate this much, much interest just based off of me being announced. So, but if, if there is some fun to being the secret guest or, you know, a special appearance, uh, there's some, something to be said about that. So I'm not going to completely knock it. It just, again, I think I'm in my feelings about it. So I know I <clears throat> need to get out of my feelings when it comes to this stuff. And just, um, you know, <clears throat> not necessarily have better control of my emotions, but have to find that balance to where I don't let it impact me too much or, <clears throat> you know, let it sour a potential good situation because my version of it is skewed in a negative light because I'm allowing my self to, to cloud it. Um, just as if I have a positive connotation of it, well, it brightens the image of it to a degree and uh, brightens those memories up. And so I'd much rather look at it fondly than look at it bittersweetly, which I have found myself doing probably ever since last year or, you know, since hurting my shoulder, there's probably a sense of like how much longer kind of deal. And then you fall kind of into the melancholy of uh, the potential finality of it. But uh, yeah, so again, I want to thank, you know, Cheap Pops Radio for having me on their, their podcast. It was a lot of fun and enlightening. And same to be said with Trey Mack and the Offshoots TV group. Um, I'm appreciative of those opportunities and I'm open to being on, you know, more content um, as time goes. So I um, found myself about a, about a decade ago, I had actually started a chronicle series of my career. Um, I'd been doing YouTube videos for for a while, probably you know five years at that point, a little over five years, and I was getting close to video 200. I think I was at 190 or something like that, and I thought it would be interesting and somewhat self-serving to do, you know, take a look at my career in some parts because as opposed to having it in journals where I would just pick it up and read it, I can always just go back to those videos or send those videos to whoever. And I'd have my views of it at that time, you know, in 2012 to 2014. I was um, in the midst of, you know, I think three title reigns, you know, simultaneously and I definitely wanted to look at how my career had gone. And in some respects, I had the luxury of time having elapsed, and so I could, it wasn't as fresh. Um, but I found as I got to some of it, some points in my career, especially stuff where I had a lot of notes that 
I basically was re-telling certain elements of a storyline or something to that effect, as opposed to just giving my real feelings and thoughts of it. But at the time, I loved the idea of being able to have a narrative and have video content that that match that, you know, I've been seeing documentaries and this, that, the other, and I thought, oh man, what an interesting concept. I had the time, you know, within within the platform of YouTube to put out long-form stuff, and, you know, in some ways it was hopefully a purging of any negative feelings on any of it, and just to have at least an objective view of it, or at least the subjective point of view would be more on a positive skew than a negative. Uh, you know, I marvel at the fact that <clears throat> I could, I was slightly, you know, agile at points and I could springboard that it wasn't, you know, I, I look back now and go, man, I, I don't know, recall really ever springboarding. And I see that there was quite a few matches <laughs> where that was one of my go-tos. It was like the springboard, either clothesline or, or cross body, either to the inside or to the outside. Um, and I'm like, wow, man, I used to do that pretty effortlessly, it felt like, or handspringing or tip-upping. Or, um, and it made me, uh, looking back at it, and probably why this was a little delayed being released was um, I wanted to look at all of them before I really commented on the series as a whole. I think I more than likely will share it here soon because I created a playlist. I also want to go through YouTube in some respects and kind of look at footage that is out there and see if there are playlists that I have as a way of kind of organizing it a little bit better. Um, but it was interesting. I think it was 22 videos uh, that covered, uh, you know, covered roughly uh, the first 11, 12 years. No, I, I think I want to say it covered a little bit more than that because it covered up until me returning to the ring. And it covers behind the curtain, my time booking places, and um, it also gave me some thought about maybe a future project of going back and actually relooking at it again, and maybe searching a little bit further for some of this older footage that I have, or just more or less create it like an audio book with chapters, and that might become a thing. Um, and might become part of the series because I think tell, telling that will also be beneficial to me just in general but um, beneficial in the sense of like now I'll have a place for it and I'll have a place to listen to it and you know who knows maybe I look at that footage or listen to that footage and it's, it, it, it kicks off something so I'm formulating ideas I might be like outlining it in the near future and covering not just those, you know, initial 12 years, but everything since then. Uh, so, you know, obviously my time with Booker, reality wrestling, um, and then my title reigns probably a little more closely. I might talk about them a little bit more in depthly. Um, and my time with GSL. Speaking of which, I have, we have all this footage. Uh, my wife was our our camera, you know, like our camera person, I call her our goddess of propaganda, uh, but, you know, she would film stuff for us, and uh, at some point, I think I wanted to turn it almost into me interacting with her, and 
the familiarity that we have and but being kind of this crazy like her perspective but it's the audience's perspective as well because it is you know her focus is she's focusing on things um, and I think had I thought about it a little more clearly that's where I probably would have gone to earlier as opposed to keeping it as uh, she, you know she was just doing she was camp doing the camera work because she was doing more than that but we have all this footage and I have been reluctant to really look at it until now I think I want to really start looking at the stuff that we did have and I don't know maybe doing something with it it'd be really great to see her perspective and what what she was thinking with it I think that would be a worthwhile project while also you know kind of celebrating the group and that time of my life and uh, the time it was in our lives because my wife was an instrumental part of it <laughs> my wife who for my birthday gave me the greatest gift um, she gives me plenty of great gifts and has provided me with uh, such wonderful memories and such wonderful times but uh, she had created this picture of her and Jackson and using some, I want to say like Instagram filters, it kind of became this art piece. It really looked like a piece of art, uh, photograph or painting, you know, just it was a wonderful image and it really touched me. And so I would tell my wife, uh, I think at first she thought I was kidding, but I really wasn't. I, I was like, man, I would love to have that picture printed and put on a shirt and I would wear that shirt often or as often as possible. And for my birthday, my wife uh, surprised me with that. It was such an amazing gift. Um, but I'm sorely lacking in the motivation to do laundry, so it's taken me a while to get to the point of washing the shirt. Um, but I finally did, and I've shared it in one time. I'm just tickled by it. And my wife, you know, she that's the last thing she wants is any kind of spotlight put on her. Um, and I get it. Because uh, I'm kind of the same way in the sense of uh, if I had it my way, my face would not be on stuff. Because uh, part of me doesn't really like elements of my face. I won't get into that too much right now. Maybe uh, momentarily, but not right this moment. But anyway, so I'm always a little taken aback by my image on things. With the exception of the GSL stuff, because I thought from an artistic standpoint, they worked. You know, because if whether we were kind of inspired by a piece of art or inspired by something that we felt was shirt worthy, I mean, the family portrait with me and uh, the great ones and uh, Lover Boy Nate Andrews is still one of my personal favorites. But uh, as much as that one's my favorite or one of my favorites, pales in comparison to uh, the favorite that is my picture of my wife and, and Jackson. Another no tipper. Man. <laughs> two deliveries, two no tips. At least the, uh, the delivery, like the base pay was pretty good. Anyway. Um, uh, let me think. What else? Sorry about that, but it, just, it was almost comical. Like, another person doesn't want a tip. What is going on here? 
I thought it was the season of giving. Uh, but I guess not. Um, or at least so far. Today. Just today. Just today. Just going to count it today. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, so thanks again to my wife. Turning 47. I've delayed it long enough. Turning 47. Born in 1974. I don't know if there's something to be said for that. Like it's, uh, you know, I'm 47 now. Uh, born in 1974. Something about the numbers. Um, I, uh, like I said earlier, I wish I could provide some some tremendous life-altering bit of advice or uh, observation that I've seen other than as cliche as it probably sounds time does not stop for anyone and it just keeps going and it speeds up as you get older or at least your perception of time becomes faster because you've been on this earth longer. My son is, you know, a little over a year. His perception of time and days and moments um, are far, you know, he's, it's a bigger scale for him. Whereas, you know, even just moment by moment seems to just go by so rapidly. And even if you try to enjoy each moment to truly be present, uh, I think is the goal, at least for me, I want to be present as much as humanly possible, and, um, you know, I want to age gracefully, and I want to see, built, still be seen as, um, someone who can contribute, you know, if, if I'm able to go back into wrestling, or from a content creation standpoint, and for my age not to dictate stuff. I mean, I've noticed, you know, I mean, I, I've been going gray probably since my late 20s, early, you know, as early as 29, you know, even probably before that, maybe as soon as I started getting into wrestling, I probably noticed gray hairs here and there. I figured it was stress-related or something to that effect, but, and fought it for a bit. You know, I would dye my my stuff, you know, pretty, pretty regularly. Um... But with the pandemic and the time really away from being in, you know, more or less in the public public eye, and there were times, you know, where I would just kind of dye it, uh, maybe at the uh, beginning of a period and just kind of see, let it fade just to see time elapse. But, uh, you know, I especially see it with, you know, like the Chronicle stuff or my early work or even pictures from, uh, you know, the GSL run, like, man, you know, and... and I remember one person when I would have issues with with the gray of my beard, people saying like, "Don't shortchange what you've earned," and I think I feel that now more than ever that I've earned it. I don't know if I were to get back in the public eye, if I would um, more than I already am, like if I would feel the the need to de-age myself, you know, by like dyeing my stuff and trying to go back to some semblance of what I looked like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or even five years ago. Um, I also shaved it pretty recently because it was getting to a point, um, and I just kind of let the beard man do what he needed to do. 
So, uh, but I want to grow it back because I have, as I mentioned, I have a, an issue with my face. So, and some people will go, uh, my wife especially doesn't understand me. She's like, you're such a handsome guy, so on and so forth. And I appreciate the compliments. And I know they're heartfelt. I know she means it. And there was a point where I really loved my face. You know, um, truth be told, I, I have a uh, collapsed bite because I grind my teeth so badly and uh, really didn't take care of them as far as once uh, the bite was starting to collapse. I did remedy that and I know it's going to be an issue um, that I probably will need like significant oral surgery in order to get it uh, fixed. But it has changed the shape of my face and I'm always self-conscious of it to the, to the point where I don't like my face or elements of my face. Can't Probably the chin. I just don't like my jaw and chin or the, the structure of it at the moment. But I can always try to do things to uh, to change that perception and just be happy with myself, right? Um, and I think at some point I'm getting more and more where I am trying to be at peace with things and just move forward from things and not look so much uh, backward in the extent of uh, having such regret or having you know such regret in certain things and really focusing on what I've learned in the overall journey and you know even those missteps as, as part of that journey so uh, I think another reason why I chronically at least of the of the wrestling stuff because I've learned so much through in life through the lessons I learned in wrestling that um, I think there might be a correlation there. So, uh, yeah. Um, but just enjoying the moment more. Being in it. I think our elements or and if I were to give anyone kind of as broad advice as possible without going you know, trying to personalize it or internalize it being just more aware of the moments and how fleeting they can be and um, how to let it all, you know, soak it all in. Um, you know, I, I want to be motivated or more disciplined to begin training first and foremost or get back into yoga to have some form of routine in that element and then start adding elements. I mean, I have, you know, before I really stopped doing yoga, I'd gotten these DDPY uh, blood resistance training straps or jacked straps. Um, and uh, I, I like them and I think there's a, a benefit to them, especially with my shoulders still, you know, having some some issues, not not total. You know, I feel strong. There's a lot of range of motion, but there are things that I I still am reluctant or feel that I can't do. So, um, but I know I want to hopefully by the beginning of the new year start getting into a sense of incorporating yoga into maybe not my daily routine, but at least adding a few sessions a week and building upon that as the year or the new year begins and progresses. And, I mean, I've got some, some good resistance um, equipment, so 
I just got to be mindful of that. And, um, you know, I, I think I need to figure out what's next for me or if, you know, potentially returning to wrestling and what that will look like if, if I'm invited back. I do feel that there's some momentum there from the people that I have spoken to, but I'm still pretty apprehensive because much like human nature, we tend to focus on what, you know, on the thing, on the negative, rather than focusing on the positive. I mean, the, you know, I, I try to be cognizant of it, but I don't search it out. Uh, but I am, you know, try to be aware of, like, the, the last couple of things that I've been part of or made an appearance on, if there has been any kind of negative feedback for them or blowback or anything like that, because that would be the last thing I would want. Also, even hinting at the possibility of a you know, potential return that I'm thinking about it, you know, it, it does take a promotion to want to bring me in. And, <clears throat> you know, but again, I'm also partly just by nature focusing on you know, potential negatives because, you know, being human nature and truth be told, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about being missed and, you know, being welcomed back potentially and getting invites to, you know, at least show up and you know, be, be in a building or something where a show's taking place and even people asking for my advice on things. Um, so I, I'm going to try moving forward to be better about focusing on the, the positive speak as opposed to the negative speak and at least don't let my internal dialogue be more negative than what's out there or, you know, the feedback that I have received. Um, and, you know, mainly I know, you know, where I say, oh, well, what's my purpose? The truth is, you know, I'm, being a dad's a big purpose. Being a husband's a big purpose. Uh, you know, having a family's a big purpose. And uh, being a genuine, you know, human being with more positives than negatives is, a, you know, is a, a great purpose. But... Uh, I don't know. You know, we'll see how how it goes uh, moving forward. Um, I do want to journal more, but I think you know, in part, this this may become an audio journal of sorts. Uh, I just seemingly at times can't put myself in that mindset to to just sit down and write. Maybe I'll just focus on going into a note section of my phone and putting down my thoughts you know, on the daily or whatever have you. But even that can at times be cumbersome. I'm like, well, maybe if I update to a newer phone, I'll be more inclined to want to utilize those tools a little bit more. Um, but we'll see, you know, it's all a work in progress. Um, and before I end this, you know, I, I would love to, you know, give some flowers to a couple of people. Um, who have been, you know, more than, more than, uh, willing to, sh to send me flowers. Um, so two people in particular as I end this and hopefully they'll hear this out or hopefully someone who hears this will let them know. Uh, but my first set of flowers goes to Yule Hubbard, otherwise known as Remedy. He goes, has gone by many names. Um, he retired recently. 
uh, self-imposed retirement. And uh, I've known Yule for a long time, and I've loved to watch his maturation as a human being. And I've loved the flowers that he was given during that time period where he had announced that he was on a handful of shows and that was, that was going to be it. Uh, but he's always been a great dude for me and, you know, definite member of my family and someone who I truly value and um, love and will support to the end. You know, I'm with him until the end of the line. Um, I've always been appreciative of our, our times and uh, the support that he's given me and being part of projects and such so uh, I'm happy that he's at peace with his decision and you know I'll always say never say never you never fully retire probably until you're completely unable to uh, but you know he definitely deserves all the praise and all the flowers that uh, that he gets um, two more sets uh, one going to another friend of mine someone who names me her trainer and that is uh, Ruthless Lala um, I've known Lala a long time uh, she would train with me uh, I think BJ Wally Darkman and a few others and that's Hoyt and a few others um, during the PCW days and um, I've always admired her toughness and her brashness <laughs> and even her shit talking uh, there's a certain level of uh, admiration I have for her ability to just speak her mind when she's, you know, when she feels able to speak her mind. Um, but, uh, you know, watching her growth as a performer and her getting certain accolades and even the missteps, you know, to be there for her. And, you know, I, I see both of her kids as my god kids, uh, you know, Charlotte and Keyshawn. And, uh, you know, to be welcomed by our family and whatnot has always been uh, one of those blessings in my life. Even, you know, even during those days, she was really uh, always so supportive that, you know, she got shit done for me. And I, I really appreciate that. So uh, I know she's going through a tough time and has been going through a tough time with some medical issues. And my hope and prayers are always with her that, that she, she can come out of it or there's some type of solution that come about some kind of uh, something that will heal her completely so that she can really enjoy her her time and the fruits of her labor and my last set of flowers goes to my wife for marrying me we're saying yes when I asked her um, almost uh, yeah like a little over three years ago who would have thought <laughs> what what would our life would become but it's been a blessing uh, every day and I don't know if I would truly be enjoying uh, marital bliss quite the way that I am if uh, I wasn't married to Connie uh, I love her dearly um, and I can't wait for where this life takes us and the many adventures that we're going to be on so um, I love her dearly and I'm truly blessed to have her in this wonderful journey of mine. So uh, that's it for this week. Um, I appreciate all of you that have taken the time to listen. The flowers are definitely for you as well. Thank you for taking the time to hear me out and, uh, you know, 
give me give me your time and your attention i know it's valuable so uh, until the next time i hope i see you guys on down the road